you're probably applying for jobs that have the same title that you had when you got laid off. What you need to do is take one title down and apply for those jobs. So you are a sure thing. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hi, Workwives. This is Sabine from Austin, Texas. I was part of a company-wide layoff on June 8th and have been very actively applying to so many jobs since. I've been extremely lucky and have gotten a lot of interviews with amazing companies that I'd be thrilled to work for, with amazing salaries too. But after weeks and weeks of interview after interview and no offers, I'm becoming very discouraged. I'm grateful I'm getting all this interview experience, but it's really starting to get me down. Here's where I'm at. Three different companies, I made it three or four rounds, only to never hear from them again, even after multiple follow-ups. Five companies, I made it two rounds and did not get the job. Totally understand, it happens. Two companies, I made it four rounds and completed an assignment and did not get the job. And when I asked for feedback, crickets. I'm currently in the process of interviewing for two roles I want so badly and have spoken to a few people on both of the teams so far. And I'm finding it hard to stay positive while waiting to hear if I got the job or about next steps. I know it's a tough market out there, and in no way am I expecting to get every single job I interview for. But how do you find ways to stay positive after being turned down so many times? Sabine, this is a lot, but let's unpack it. The first thing I want to address is like, how do you stay positive after being turned down so many times? And the answer to that is, you have to have a reality check, Sabine. This is your life. This is your job. This is where you're going to get your next meal from. We don't like to operate in scarcity. We don't like you operating in scarcity. We don't like ask your work wife women operating in scarcity. However, you need to operate in a little bit of scarcity. <laughs> this well, is, it's, just, it's just reality. Yeah. You don't actually have to stay positive. No, but you do need to eat. <laughs> you need to keep going. Vanessa and I will be the first ones to tell you that we know that mental health can be tenuous at any given moment. Oh my God. A hundo. <laughs> hanging by a thread some days. Yeah. Most and, days. and like... When you're not employed and you don't have those external structures to keep your life kind of moving in a direction that you want it to move. Like I was thinking about how I feel even when I do have a job that hasn't started yet. I still feel lost and unknown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's because we understand that like being an independent woman does not mean you do anything alone. The reason that we come across very motivated and very disciplined and very able to like work at a high level is because we have built systems around each of our things to keep us in check. Exactly. Like. I have a child. I have relational responsibilities. I have a home that I'd like to maintain. I have several businesses, clients on the docket. Mm-hmm. But when Vanessa needs me to show up at 8 a.m. on a Saturday to run this fucking podcast. <laughs> right. Well, like I was getting super discouraged when I first moved here and I was like, oh my God, why is Holland like so much better at like functioning around this podcast? Why is she so disciplined about being here at 8 a.m.? Like, and I'm rolling off the couch. Do you know what I mean? And And I realized, first of all, do not compare yourself to other people. And then I expressed that frustration to you and you gave me this pep talk that was just like, well, Vanessa, 
You've just moved here. You're still trying to set up house. You're trying to get your routine down. I have lived here for seven years. My life has not changed. I have all of these systems in place, all of these structures in place. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Right. I'm still building a structure. Yeah. Right. So like when you do get in this point where you're like, you're laid off, there's a probably 90% of your structure exists around work. Right? Total vacuum. Mm-hmm. Totally. Acknowledge that for yourself. And to whatever extent you can create structure around your life, that is the most difficult thing in the world. You know, when you graduate college and then all of a sudden no one's telling you what to do and you don't know how to find value in yourself anymore because no one's giving you A pluses. Yes. Personal experience there, Hold. What do you do? You learn how to give yourself gold stars. Like That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And then you create several side hustles. <laughs> Exactly. So you don't get bored on the weekends. Yes. Like that's, that's what we're talking about. It's so like, number one, I think Holland's exactly spot on. Recognize that that's what's happening to you. Number two, find a structure that works. If your life is hinged upon like you leaving the house at a certain time to get to the office, you still need to leave the house at a certain time and get yourself to a coffee shop. Exactly. Get yourself to the library. Get yourself to, I don't care, the roof of some building downtown <sighs> that has like a, a weird cool patio. Cafeteria. Yeah. yeah. Like whatever the thing is, right? Set up a system with somebody that you know and trust to help you get out the door. Like, Hey, I'm going to text you when I'm leaving and they can check in with you or you can check in with them. And you guys kind of have the system. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of like texting somebody we get home after the bars or the exactly. bingo. Hey, <laughs> I mean, we did this. We had assignments for each other to like market the podcast. Nothing moved until we set aside co-working time. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to agree to sit down at this time at this place with each other and you're on your laptop working. I'm on my laptop working. We don't discuss shit. We have a to-do list and we get it done. Exactly. That's the structure we had to put in place even to like help us be quote unquote motivated yeah. to get you done for our own podcast. Yeah, exactly. It's not about whether or not you have some like internal drive or fire. You do. You wouldn't have submitted this question if you didn't. You know you need to eat. You know you have a rent bill coming due. I hope you have $10,000 emergency cash in the bank, but like- For this month alone. God. <laughs> okay, but it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the action has to come too. And whatever structures you can create for yourself that allow you to get that done, do it. All of that said- I think it's not about staying positive. I think it's not about motivation. I think it's about something else. And we're going to come to that something else after the break. Cliffhanger. (laughs) This episode of Ask Your Workwife is made possible by Up and Running Design. Whoop, whoop. Okay, Vanessa. (laughs) Up and Running Design is where I... Make websites that move your bottom line. Your top line. All the lines. They all need to be going up. And (laughs) where you start with that is at a website. It actually isn't. Okay, talk to me. Look, websites are great, but not every business needs one right at the start. And I think it's important that you make a web presence decision based on the needs of your business. Amen. So come to me if you know you need a website or if you're not sure, Mm -hmm. and we can talk about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sell you a website if you don't need a website. I, I will say like... I want your business to get to a place where you do need a website. There does come a point in time of maturity for a business that you do need a website. If you're already there, great, come to me. We can take you to the next level. Something that I really am intentional about with my clients is making sure that their website will suit their needs now, in two years from now, and in five years from now. We don't have to make it do all the shit it needs to do in five years, but let's make sure that we choose the right platform, the right tools, um, and set up the structure so that your website will accommodate your business's growth over time rather than having to like revisit this website presence thing over and over again. Absolutely. You did that with mine. You did that with a couple of our shared clients and it really causes the client to pause. It did this for me and say like, oh, where do I want 
this to be in five and 10 years. Like you yeah, don't have to have exactly. the whole business plan out, but like I am notorious for having an idea of buying a domain. <laughs> Just Holland look at her make- Google <laughs> domains cart right so, now. <laughs> you can make a shit ton of money off of me. If I did, if you didn't ask this question of like, what do you need it to be in 10 years? And it, it forced me to think like, Oh God, dude, I don't even know yet. I guess it gets to sit as a domain for a little bit longer until I'm ready to really get up and running. So if you need a website, to get your business up and running, reach out at upandrunning.design. Okay, we're back. Here's the answer. Everyone knows this line from 10 Things I Hate About You, Bianca. I mean, I know what it is to be overwhelmed and underwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? <laughs> <laughs> when you're applying for jobs, especially when you have any kind of gap in your employment, so whether you've been laid off, whether you've taken a gap year, whether you've, I don't know, driven the Pan American Trail. What's a Pan American Trail? It's a freeway that goes like from literally the top of the American continent. What? Down to the bottom of the American continent. Yeah. So no matter what the gap in your employment is, you need to be applying for jobs much like you would apply for colleges. You need some safety schools like that community college you know you can fucking get into. Apply for it. You need some some middle grade schools, some whelming schools. Whelming. <laughs> you're like, I could get in. Like, I can get in. That's not a problem for me. You're going to get into some of them. You're not going to get into other ones of them just because that's the nature of the draw. And then you need some stretch schools. You need some jobs that, like, you're probably 60 to 80% qualified for, but you're not overqualified for it. You're not qualified for it. You're a little bit underqualified for it, right? Hence my comment about whelming. So you want to apply for underwhelming jobs? Uh-huh. Whelming jobs Mm -hmm. and overwhelming jobs. I love you when you put a bow on something. Uh, Thank you (laughs) for giving me something to put a bow on. Anytime. So Sabine, listening to like what you've done and where you're at with these different companies, I would hazard a guess, an educated guess, that you're probably applying for jobs that have the same title that you had when you got laid off. What you need to do is take one title down and apply for those jobs. So you are a sure thing. Because that manager looking at all the different options they have in applicants, they're going to hire the person who they're 100% sure can do the job. Not one that they'd have to train, not one they have to grow or teach into this. Like they want to know that you've done it. So if I'm looking at two resumes, otherwise the same, but one's been a director for six years and one's been a director for six months, I'm going to pick the director for six years. Knowing they're probably only going to be a director for me for like two months and they're going to want to grow because I need someone to do that fucking job right now. I need them to do it six months ago. And it's hard to swallow, Sabine. Like, it's hard to say, well, I've been a director for X months or years. And to have to go back down and apply for manager level roles, it's kind of a a hit to your ego. Totally. But I'll take it back to the top of this episode. You need a job. So you're going to apply for the underwhelming job so that you can look for a whelming job and stretch eventually again to an overwhelming job. We're going to quit this metaphor eventually. (laughs) Like, the point being is like, You need to be applying for jobs you're overqualified for so that you can just neutralize the money stress. And then you can make your next move where you really want to go. And you'll be amazed to find, like, once you've neutralized that money stress, you're suddenly very motivated (laughs) to find find your next job, the money job, the stretch goal, all the metaphors at this point. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I think that's really the question that needs to be answered here is not how to stay positive, but how to just take care of the thing that needs to be taken care of, which is getting a job. Mm -hmm. There have been a few episodes that we've talked about tough love for Vanessa. (laughs) You need to stop title hunting and you need to get a job. I don't care if they call me the chief gum scraper off the floor or is it paying me? Is it paying my bills? Yes. If it's not paying my bills, that's a problem. Okay. So is it paying my bills? Great. The only thing I care about is that my take home is 50 K. That's what my life cost me. 60 if I'm feeling particularly bougie on a bag purchase that year. Okay. (laughs) But like every dollar above that is icing on the cake. 
So at the end of the day, like if I get laid off from my current job, I'm going to go look for a job that will pay me 50K, any job, and then work my way up from there again. And that's even like, even if I come down off of where I'm at, you know what I'm saying? Like that might be a massive drop, but I know exactly where my floor is, 50K. So Sabine, figure out what your floor is, what your life costs you. Go find a job that will get you that much. Stop applying for these six-figure jobs. If it's even a little bit of a stretch, you'd have a good mix. question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. Testing, testing. 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 I need like a super cut of all the times you say testing. Well, I appreciate we have this pattern now where I say it and you, no matter what you're doing, you just repeat me like a parrot <laughs> and then I get what I need and you still are doing what you need and it's really great. Just like this little like Pavlovian bell, testing, 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 testing. It's really, really great. I love it a lot.